0: Although police at the time ruled the verdict of, the, of a likely suicide, the nature of the case encouraged speculation and ongoing investigation. In the years since, half a century later, it remains one of the most profound Cold War mysteries in Norwegian history. The Ishdal woman is the name, is the placeholder name given to an unidentified woman who was found at Ish. I'm so sorry if I butcher all of these Ischdal, in Bergen, Norway, on, ni- on the 19th of September, 1970. On the afternoon of the 29th of November, 1970, a man and his two daughters were hiking in the foothills of the north face of Olcran, in an area known as Ishdalen, the Ice Valley or Death Valley. Due to the area's history of suicides in the Middle Ages and a more recent string of hiking incidents, noticing an unusual burning smell, one of the daughters located the charred body of a woman located near the path. i surprised by this, they notified peace, police immediately. Bergen police responded quickly and launched a full-scale investigation, examining the site. Police noted that the woman's sous-spine position, in her clenched hands up by her to- torso, and the absence of a nearby campfire. The front of her body and her clothes were severely burned and she was unrecognizable. Also located or placed near her body, affected by the fire, was an empty bottle of Saint Halvard liquor, two plastic water bottles in <clears throat> a plastic passport container, rubber boots and a woolen jumper, a scarf, nylon stockings, an umbrella, purse, matchbox, a watch, two earrings and a ring. Around the body were traces of burnt paper and beneath it was a fur hat which was later found with traces of petrol. All identifying traces or marks have been removed or wiped off. Three days later, investigators found two suitcases belonging to the woman in Bergen railway station. In the lining of one, police discovered Dutch marked notes. Among other items, they found clothing, shoes, wigs, makeup, eczema creams, 135 Norwegian kroner. Belgian, British, and Swiss coins, maps, timetables, and a pair of glasses with non-prescription lenses, sunglasses with partial fingerprints that match the body, cosmetics, and a notepad. As with the body, all identification had been removed. An autopsy of the Gates Institute, at the Gates Institute, concluded that the woman had died from a combination of incapitation by funeral barstool and poisoning by carbon monoxide. Soot was found in her lungs, indicating that she was alive as she burned, and her neck was bruised, possibly from a fall or by a blow. Analysis of her stomach and body had shown that she had consumed between 50 and 70 femoral sleeping pills and found next to her body were a further 12 sleeping pills. At autopsy, her teeth and jaw were removed due to the unique gold-filling dental work and tissue samples of her organs were taken. Police then launched an appeal for information in the Norwegian media regarding information about the case. The last time she was seen alive was on November 23rd, when she checked out of room 407 of the Hotel Dime. Hotel staff told police that she had been good-looking in roughly 1.63 meters, or 4.5 for my American friends, tall, with dark brown hair and small brown eyes. Staff noticed that she mostly kept to her room and seemed to be on guard. When she checked out, she paid her bill in cash and required and requested a taxi. Her movements between that and the discovery of her body remain unknown. Police were able to decode the notepad entries and determine that they indicated dates and in places that the woman had visited. As a result, based on handwritten checks and forms, police determined that the Ishtar woman had traveled around Norway and Paris with at least eight fake passports, passports slash aliases. While details such as birthday and occupations changed from one another from one form to another, she consistently gave her nationality as Belgian. The forms were either filled out in French or German. It was also learned that the woman had previously stayed in hotels at Bergen and was known to change rooms after checking in. She told hotel staff that she was a traveling saleswoman and an antique de- dealer. One witness said that she had overheard the woman talking to a man in the Bergen hotel. Others who had met her said that she spoke Flemish and broken English and smelled of garlic. Police who saw her commented that she wore wigs. Composite sketches based on eyewitness accounts and analysis of her body were then circulated throughout the country through Interpol. Despite the significant resources displayed, the identified woman, unidentified woman, was never identified and the case was later closed. Authorities concluded that she committed suicide by ingestion of pills, ingestion of sleeping pills, but others believed that she was murdered. She was given a proper Catholic burial in an unmarked grave, and 16 members of the police force attended her funeral. Many questions remain about this case, especially the reasons for the woman's many identities and unexplained travel plans. Multiple investigations point to the possibility that she was a spy. Given the Cold War context at the time, Norway had also experienced other strange things, other strange disappearances in the 1960s, close to military installations, which had also traced back to international espionage. The declassified records of the Norwegian Armed Forces also reveal that many of the woman's movements seem to correspond with top secret trials of the Penguin Missile. A fisherman is also reported to have recognized the unknown woman while observing military movements in Stavanger, I'm sorry, I'm an American. The non-identities used in hotels could imply the improved involvement of a very professional organization or in tol- alternately, involvement in a crime gang the taxi driver who took the woman for the hotel to the Bergen railway station was never found. In 1999, however, a taxi driver wishing to remain anonymous said that after picking up the unknown woman at the hotel, they were joined by another man for the ride at the train station. In 2005, a Bergen resident who was 26 in 1970 told a local newspaper that after the sketch circulated, he suspected that the dead woman was the woman he he had seen five days before the body was found when she was hiking on the hillside of, at Flowin. Surprisingly, she was dressed lightly for the city rather than a hike and was walking ahead of two men wearing coats who looked Southern. She appeared resigned and seemed about to say, and seemed that she was about to say something to him, but never did, but, but died and went to someone at the police to report this, but was told to forget about it. Therefore, neither his name nor his alleged sighting was recorded at the time. In 2016, the case was reopened and NRK commissioned the American artist Steven Missel Missel, to create six alternative sketches of the Istal one, which were known to people who had seen her. In 2017, stable isotope analysis of the woman's teeth indicated that she had been born in about 1930, plus or minus four years. In or near Nuremberg. Germany, but had moved to France or the French-German border as a kid. This reinforced later analysis of her handwriting was suggested that she had been educated in, a France, in France or in a neighboring country. Analysis also indicated that she had been to a dentist in either East Asia, Central Europe, Southern Europe, or South America. All information after this is about other people in relation to the case. There was speculation that she was a sex worker which would explain her strange behaviors in hotels and the fact that she was seen with men that never came forward. Um, I mean, no disrespect to the family or anyone involved in the case. Um, I don't even really know what to say. Might have to put a trigger warning um, at the beginning of this, so if you can move the clips around. uh, Trigger warning, this contains descriptions of suicide and sex like being a se like sex working, I guess. I don't know. Um Bye. <laughs>